0: this show is for you.
1: We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work.
0: This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default.
2: Hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of the Family Brand Podcast. We are here together today, Chris and Melissa. been like a month or so since we've done an episode together, so I'm glad to be here with you today.
0: Yeah, Melissa has like not been letting me on the podcast. I've been trying to get in, break in the studio. She's like, no. So I guess I'm out of podcast jail.
2: This doesn't even make sense because you've done your own podcast.
0: I'm just kidding. I'm happy to be here with you today. <laughs>
2: okay. So today we want to talk about um, something that we've been in conversation about lately. Chris and I, we teach at church. We teach the kids who are turning 16 this year. So actually our oldest son, Tate, happens to be in our class. In fact, during the first hour of church, we teach together during the second hour of church. but on Sunday, during the first hour of church, he sent Chris a message that said, basically, like, "Do I have to come to your class today?"
0: <laughs> it was a joke though he it really was, loves being there.
2: It was a joke. He does adore us as a parent <laughs> um but yeah, we get to teach Tate's age, which I really love. It's such a great age. fifteen turning sixteen, they are you know looking to the future and I don't know. Just such a great age. So much before them.
0: It is such a fun class to teach and I love getting to teach it with you, Melissa.
2: Usually I just have to show up and I just interject a little bit here and there. And then Chris just pours his heart out to them. So it's actually a really easy job for me.
0: I can't ever get a word in. Melissa's just talking the whole time. (laughs) Anyone who knows us knows like that's not true.
2: Yeah, Chris can take any topic that we're presented with because there is a curriculum that you know that we're kind of supposed to be teaching or going off of but Chris can take basically any curriculum on any given week and turn it into like this deeply profound like life lesson or message truly like deeply profound and moving but I just think it's funny that you can basically take any topic and and weave it in a way that's such like oh wow I don't Think you're probably the only person in the world who taught this lesson this way, which I think is really cool.
0: Well, in sixth grade, I don't know if I've ever shared this at the year-end school assembly when they're like graduating you from sixth grade and giving out awards for all the amazing things you've accomplished in sixth grade. I actually got the award in front of the entire school. They were like, "Chris Smith, his award is least likely to be found in his seat." <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it was because I was just always up talking. I've just always loved sharing stories and ideas and. I love to teach. Um,
2: so. So sue you, right?
0: Yeah. So sue me because I love to teach and share ideas.
2: No, and I think it's wonderful because so many people who have things to share and teach don't. So I think it's wonderful that you've recognized that as a gift in yourself and you're willing to share an impact because it, it does.
0: By the way, I'm still trying to get sponsored. If anyone mm-hmm. has a connection to Zevia, I love their drinks. With zero calories, sweetened with Stevia. This is creamy root beer. So good. Zevia hashtag sponsor me. Shameless plug there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But do you know anyone else that loves drinks as much as I do, Melissa?
2: No. Every day Chris has to drink a drink. Yeah.
0: Which has nothing to do with today's episode. So let's talk about today's episode.
2: Go ahead, Chris. So we wanted to, you know, with the introduction about how we teach that class together at church, we thought, you know, I felt it was like a really great lesson. And we had a lot of engagement and we thought, you know, let's just bring that conversation to the podcast this week.
0: The conversation was around this model and, and I do not know who came up with this. I've searched so many times to try and figure out who to give credit to. It's not me. Um, but the model is called have, do, be versus be, do, have. And so if you think about a bullseye, there's the center ring and what, this model says is that a lot of us get really focused on what we want to have and we kind of make that the central focus of our lives and we put that at the center which nothing wrong with that it's not good bad right or wrong it's just you know we, we get focused on what we want to have i want to have a nice car i want to have this business i want to have this home i want to have a great relationship with my spouse i want to have whatever it is and then if if that's what we want to have well then we go out to the second ring and there's, well, then these are the things I would have to do in order to have these things. And then you got another ring and there's the the word be. So it's have, do, be. And the interesting thing about it, again, not good, bad, right, or wrong, but maybe the risk is if we're not careful, we might end up becoming or being something that is totally unintentional that we never really intended to become that, but it was just by default, we became that because we were so focused on what we wanted to have. And in some situations, I've seen a lot of people and I've experienced in my own life who I end up being or becoming, I don't even like. And it's like, how did I get here? And I can trace it back. Oh, I was, I was really obsessed with these things I wanted to have. And, and so we become by default instead of by design. And so maybe there could be some usefulness in thinking about, well, what if we flipped that? And what if at the center we put B? Like, who is it that I want to become? Who is it that I'm really committed to being? And what I have found is that if you're really clear on that, you start to do things that are more in alignment with that. And so the doing kind of emanates from your being. So in the center, you have be second ring out, you have do the last one have, and I find you're actually pretty fulfilled with what you have. If it allowed you to be who it is you wanted to be. And that's been super useful for me. And a lot of the clients that I've taught that to, and, you know, a lot of the families that we have shared that with. And I just finished a coaching call with, with my consulting coaching business. And that was kind of the topic of the, the call today is like, how, how do you though get clarity on who it is you want to become and who it is you want to be? And I think sometimes the reason we kind of avoid this and we just go right to have and do have and do is it's almost easier sometimes just to stay busy and keep doing and trying to accumulate these things. Cause to really think about who we want to become can be kind of confronting, um, who we're becoming, like we're we're being anyways. So we might as well be by design, and be more intentional. And so that's that's just what I shared um, with our with the class. And I could tell that a lot of the kids, it really was like, wow, yeah, who do, who is it that I want to be, and what if I got really clear on that, and then tried to do the things that were in alignment with that. And it's not going to be perfect, but at least it's kind of like this north star that I can always come back to and say, am I doing things and pursuing things that are in alignment with who I want to become and who I'm becoming? And then I think, Melissa, you had a really good, cool insight that you can do that every single day, but it seems like there's certain times of year that naturally lend themselves to thinking about this idea, like one of them being the end of the year, right around New Year's, and then another one being that kind of back to school.
2: Yeah, I think back to school is a good time to reevaluate. It's, it's a new beginning for you know, kids, especially, and even parents. You know, A, bit, a lot of things are shifting right now. It really gives you opportunity to pause and ask yourself those questions. Yeah, who do, who do I want to be? And I think a little context, too, leading into this is our topic of discussion was all about um, Saul in the, in the Bible and how he became Paul. And just said this idea that you can change. Um, I don't want to go into, like, too much, but basically who Saul was, he was a murderer. And he was a bad guy. He was a bad guy. And he decided that he could be something else. You know, there was, there's a way more story in the middle there. But he became, like, one of the greatest missionaries, you know, maybe that the world, the world has ever known from being someone totally, totally different. So I, what I like in that story, too, and in this example of Have Do Be, is, like, that we can change as humans. Even though we've always been maybe one thing, we always have opportunity to become another. And it actually reminds me of um, our family vision statement, I guess you would call it, is that we, as Smiths, we believe you can be who you want to be. And I think that's something that kind of has been, you know, maybe a guiding principle that we've tried to live for years. And I, I just think it's super important to, to remember that we're never, we're never stuck in a box. We can always become who we mm-hmm. want to be.
0: Yeah, I think there is a lot of hope in that message, in that story, you know, and I I don't know, but I can imagine pretty easily that maybe when, when he was Saul, that maybe part of the reason he did the things he did and operated the way he operated was because of what he wanted to have, maybe have influence and power and, you know, whatever that was. And so he did things that, you know, that had him become something that he wasn't proud of. And I think when I've had that happen in my life, and I can see that things are off. I actually, unfortunately, sometimes double down on more doing and more having, because maybe it's like, well, maybe if I just have this, then I'll finally be happier. Maybe if I just do this, then I'll finally have this sense of freedom and peace. And it's never happened. The only way it ever happens is I actually have to kind of go back to like, well, who am I being and who do I want to become? And that's what I was trying to share with the, the, these kids yesterday. You know, it's like, you really can be who you want to become. And there's a lot of hope in that. Look, if Saul can go from, you know, a really bad guy and murdering Christians to who he became was, you know, arguably one of the greatest, you know, Christian missionaries of all time. It's like there's hope for all of us. And and he literally got a new name and this new identity around his name. But it we can we can literally recreate our identity at any time. We we you know, we could change our names, um, but also we have the power to like you know, pick up the pen. Like you've heard me talk about before and realize like, we're the authors of our story and the page is blank. And I think so many times we operate from this place in life though. It's like, well, it's just the way it is. Like, it's just who I am. And it's just the way my life is. And it's just the way my family is and who we've always been. And, and it's like, no, like you can be who it is you want to be. And it's never too late to start thinking about who it is you want to become and write it and then start to live into it and start to create it And I think another thing that comes up in this sometimes is people will say, well, I don't know who I want to be. And, and I know I've talked about this a little bit before on the podcast, but I actually think that's a lie that we've kind of bought into as well. So, so what the first lie maybe is that we bought into is, well, I just, you know, I don't matter. There's no significant meaning purpose to my life. I can't change who I am, you know? So kind of, we buy into that, like, well, no, that's,
2: yeah, maybe it's, I'm, I'm too old or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, but basically the theme is like. I can not change, nor will I ever change.
0: Yeah. I can't overcome who my family's been or like, yeah, whatever these limiting stories are. And I think I kind of just always have that these limiting stories kind of live in this world of like, I don't matter. I'm not enough. My life doesn't have meaning and purpose. Like I can't change. And that was where I was at, you know, 14 years ago and just lived in that. So that's the first lie that we kind of buy into. But if maybe we can start to overcome that, I think another lie that we buy into, we tell ourselves is like, well, I don't know who I want to be. I don't know what I want. And the reason that's so dangerous is because every time you say, I don't know, well, then there's no possibility. (laughs) Like, It's kind of like, it's a way, it's kind of an easy out. And I used to do that all the time. Someone would really confront me and say, well, who? what do you want? Like, what's important to you? What do you want in your marriage? What do you want in your business? Well, I don't know. Because the minute I said, I don't know, I was off the hook. And I don't think I was consciously aware of it, but subconsciously it was like, okay, I'm, I'm. I don't have to do anything about it. I don't have to confront anything. But I think if you're willing to push through and say, no, I do know who it is I want to be. Maybe I just have to dig for it a little and start to buy into this belief. Like I already always know who it is I want to be. I might have to like sit with it though. But I can promise you, if you sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and just ponder the question of who who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? You will be given downloads and insights that'll be profound to you. And then you can start to look at through that lens of like, well, okay, if that's who I want to become, well, then what are the things I would have to do to start, you know, becoming that? And then long before you've become it, maybe start to tell yourself you are it, which I know can feel confronting. It's like, well, I'm not this yet. It's like, but language kind of always precedes like action. And so I was reading an amazing book this morning. I've been reading, um, called it's your ship. And it's a really amazing book about leadership and culture that I think has a lot of application to families. And it's about how this, this guy took over the, one of the lowest performing ships in the Navy. And by the time he was done, it was the highest performing ship in the Navy. And the Navy actually adopted a lot of like Navy-wide changes because of what they did. And he said, we became the best ship in the Navy. And you know how we started? Is but we first started saying we're the best ship in the Navy, long before we were though. But we said it long enough to become it. And we said it long enough to actually start to believe it. And he said that much to the chagrin of other people, when we'd pull into like a port with other Navy ships, I would announce over the loudspeaker to all the other ships, hey, incoming is the best ship in the Navy. And he said, of course, none of the other people liked it. But the people on our, on board, our ship, our crew, our team loved it because they were like, yeah, that is who we are. That is who we've become. But he said, I had to start saying that to myself and to our crew long before we believed it. And so it's like, don't buy into the lie that you can't change and that's just who you are and that you don't matter. You're not enough because it's not true. Also don't buy into the, well, I don't know because you do know it's in you. You might have to sit with it. And then don't buy into the myth that you can't start saying it about yourself before you are it. In fact, saying it about yourself is part of the, one of the prerequisites in my experience to becoming it. But yeah, it's like really hopeful. You can be who you want to be. You can change your identity. You can go from someone who's like, doesn't believe you matter, doesn't believe you belong, doesn't believe, you know, who doesn't believe that you can overcome your past or who believes it's too late for you. And you can change every single one of those and actually become who you want to become.
2: I think before we close, I thought one of the most powerful things that we did on Sunday with our class is we actually had every single person think about this this question about what is something that you want to become? Mm. Like one thing. Is that how you phrased it?
0: Yeah. I think I said, what's one thing that you know right now that you want to become more of? And we gave everyone. So, okay, let's do that right now. Pause, maybe play a little meditation music. That's what Melissa did in class, (laughs) helped everyone. Pause, seriously, the podcast right now. And just write down one thing, sit with the question, What's one thing that I know I want to become more of right now? And that could be, I want to become more courageous. I want to become more patient. I want to become more consistent. I want to become more present. I want to become more bold. I want to become more loving. I want to become more accepting. Whatever it is. Okay, I'm going to trust you. Pause the episode. Now you're back. You've done that exercise. And then from there, it's like, okay, what's one thing that I could do today, this week, that would help me become more of that? Make this really simple. Just one thing. Identify. Well, if I want to be more consistent, I think you had, like, what was yours most? If I'm going to be.
2: Yeah, mine was consistent. And I decided, okay, the one thing I'm going to do if I want to be more consistent in my life in general is the first thing that came to mind was. I'm going to wake up at the same time every day because I have a tendency to to change depending on like, well, the kids, one of the kids was up last night, so I'm going to sleep a little longer. You know, I went to bed late last night, so, you know, whatever. But I think that's the one thing that came to mind is what if I just woke up at the same time every day and I have a little morning routine and I just did that morning routine every morning at the same time. Would that consistency first thing in the morning would that trickle into the rest of my day and impact it in a big way?
0: And what I love about that, Melissa, what do you think would be more likely to have you actually do that? Would it be focusing on, oh, I got it. This is what I got to do. I got to get up at the same time. I got to get up at the same time. I got to get up at the same time. Or do you think by focusing on like, I want to become more consistent? I guess what I'm saying is by focusing on the being who you want to be you're more likely to do that than just focusing on the doing yeah because it's kind of now it's part of your identity Mm -hmm. you know and i think james clear talks about that in atomic habits the only habits that end up sticking are identity driven is that what he says when it's like become when it's reinforcing and allowing you to become who you are and who you want to be that's way more likely to stick than like so for example if i was like okay i need to get in better shape. I need to work out. I need to work out. And again, we say lit, lit language like this to ourselves all the time that I don't think is very powerful. Like, I need to, I have to, I should be working out. Versus if I got really clear, like who I want to be is I want to become more healthy. I'm more likely to do the things that are aligned with that than if I'm just obsessed with like all the things I need to do. So, who do I want? What's an area that I know I want to become more of? Okay, now pause. the the pause this episode and say, okay, what's one thing I can do that'll start getting me closer to that? Welcome back from the pause because I know you did the exercise. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, this is the cool part too, is like get to imagine like, what would I have as a result of that? So if if I was being more consistent and one of the things I did was got up at the same time. So in your case, what do you think you'd have more of is like an incentive to like, oh, I'm going to really be and do that.
2: I think more just starting your day with more peace and more presence and yeah, more belief even in myself, like, okay, I, I am consistent. I follow through with what I say I'm going to do. And I really do think that would affect the rest of the day.
0: Yeah. That that was actually really helpful for me because the thing I chose in the exercise was I want to be more present with my family. Like when I'm with my family, I want to be with my family, not on my phone and doing work. So, okay, if that's what I want to be right now and it's calling to me, what could I do? And it was like, I could put my phone away in the evenings and just not have it near me. Um, there's some other things I could do around a certain app that I think helps you not spend as much time on your phone. And then for me, it was like, and what would I have? Like, that was the part that was kind of cool for me. It's like, oh, I'd, I'd have more presence. I'd have more love. I'd have more compassion. I'd have more of a genuine interest in my kids' lives. I'd, I'd have more connection with them. And so it was really kind of cool to think about the have as a motivation of like, hey, I'm going to really do this and I really want to be this.
2: Yeah, like it would feel like a sacrifice maybe in the moment to have to figure out something to put away your phone. But then the trade-off is some things that you actually really do want even more than that.
0: Yeah. And if I did it the opposite and I focus on the have first and then the do and then the be, it's just less likely that I'm really going to commit to it and follow through with it. And so I think I just don't think we can think about too much. Like, who do I want to be? And not from a place of like pressure, not like I need to be this or I have to be this. And that's feedback I'm giving people all the time because I hear it a lot in people's is I need to be, I have to be, I should be. And like language like should have a need doesn't carry with it a really powerful energy towards you or other people. Think about how ineffective it is. If someone ever tells you, hey, you need to, you should be, you have to, you're like, No, I don't. In fact, I'm not going to do any of that just because you're telling me I have to and I need Mm -hmm. to and I should. However, if someone comes to you and says, hey, what if we or hey, I'd love it if or hey, do you want to? You would respond way more powerfully to that. Well, it's the same thing with the language to yourself. You yourself don't respond well to things you tell yourself that you need to do, should do or have to do. You'll even respond better to yourself around things like, man, I'm really committed to. I want to. I'm going to. I'm committed to being, you know? so I think that's been really useful for me too.
2: And I think in this episode, we've been talking about it in the context of you, the listener, the adults, like how you can apply this to your life. But like we've been alluding to throughout this entire episode, this was a conversation that we had with 15 and 16 year olds. So I think that this is something you could easily bring to your, to your kids who are old enough to, to have this conversation, um, especially at the beginning of the year. That's the thing that I loved about having it with having this conversation with these with these kids in our class is
0: being you mean the beginning of the school year?
2: Yeah, sorry, the beginning of the school year. Um it's because every one of them was it was easy for them to think about like okay, I I do want to do something different this school year. A couple of the kids said I want to be more friendly. I want to be more outgoing. Um consistent came up a couple times.
0: I want to be less judgmental of kids I'm meeting in school and
2: I want to be more happy. So this is A conversation that I think kids are willing to have right now and really looking like, how do I want to show up this year? You know, I have, it's an opportunity to, yeah, to start, to start fresh in many ways. So for sure, don't just limit this to a conversation with yourself, but bring your kids into it too, I'd say.
0: Same thing. If any of you have a, own a business or working on a team, like what a cool exercise to do with your team, just check in with them. Like, Hey, who is it you want to be? You know, what's one thing you want to be? What's one thing you're going to do? What's one thing you think you'd have? And like, how can I, you know, maybe be an accountability partner for you but like i think it's it's a really worthwhile thing to focus on who we are becoming and who we're being and it's a really worthwhile thing to as as a service to others is to be in that conversation with other people and like just reassuring them like you can be who you want to be cuz i think we underestimate how much people maybe don't believe they can be who they want to be
2: okay so to repeat the The two questions to ask yourselves or your kids or your employees or whoever you want to go into conversation with us about would be, what's one thing that you want to become more of right now? And then what's one thing you're going to do to get you closer to that?
0: And then the last one is, and once you've done that, what would you have? Like dream about like how that would improve your life or impact, you know, what's that reward that would really be worth pursuing?
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you.
0: You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they wanna be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide and I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life and in your family.
1: One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.